This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and sex addiction. I'm Amy. I'm your host, and I'm a recovering sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. Hey, this last weekend, I took my nephew to lunch in a movie. It was super fun. I don't have kids of my own, which is a really big struggle that I'm working through in my life, and so I like to spend time with my nieces and my nephews. He wanted to see Jungle Book. This is the Disney live action version that recently came out, maybe, I don't know, three months ago or so. He loves animals, and I thought maybe it would be a little bit hard for him to watch because I knew there had to be some animal violence, but he was very, very insistent on going. Overall, it was a good movie. It was probably more true to Rudyard Kipling's story, so I'm told, I haven't really read it, than the animated version that I saw several times as a child. I was a huge Disney fan in my youth and knew all of the Disney movies by heart. That has kind of worn off as an adult, though I still enjoy them now and then. All I have to say is that I am glad that it was a very dark theater and that I've gotten really good at crying silently. Because during one of the final scenes of the movie, I had a total breakdown. Not a little tear that trickled down my face, but a full-on ugly cry breakdown. I could hardly breathe as I was trying to silently let this emotion out while not alerting my 10-year-old nephew that anything was wrong at all. I can't be the aunt that cries at movies. I don't want that reputation quite yet, even if it is totally true. I want to tell you about my breakdown because it has a lot to do with all of you. With all of you that listen, all of you that know me, all of you that support Worth Recovery, it has to do with the title of today's episode, episode 40, The Law of the Jungle. Now, before I get into all that, though, let me just make some quick reminders. First, our first Worth Recovery event, Engaged in the Struggle, is scheduled for Saturday, July 16th in the Seattle, Washington area. I hope you're going to join us and be there. The response has been tremendous, and I can't wait to meet all of you and spend time getting to know you. Our speakers have all been scheduled and announced. We have Dr. Aaron Glade, Patricia Lyon, Sue Newfield-Ellis as our three CSAT therapists that will be presenting on the topics of trauma, boundaries, and mindfulness. Stacy Sprout, a recovering woman in sex addiction and a CSAT therapist, and the author of Naked in Public, her memoir of her own sex addiction and recovery journey, will also be there to meet you and spend time with us. Last week, I told you about Maureen Jordan, one of my dearest, dearest friends in recovery, who will be speaking as well about her recovery journey and sharing with us some of her biggest struggle moments and how to stay engaged in the struggle. I'm so excited. This lineup could not get any better. I hope that you're going to join us. We're expecting about 50 women. This is Saturday, July 16th, 2016 in Renton, Washington. That's the Seattle area. Get online at www.worthrecovery.com. That is www.worth. R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com and learn more about the schedule and get registered. 
This is going to be an amazing event. In addition to learning from these great therapists, you'll get a chance to really learn from and network with other women in recovery. And as you'll learn today, that for me is absolutely the best part. It is essential we come out of isolation recovery and connect with other women in our struggle. Join us. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be back in Seattle for the week as well. All the details are on the website, worthrecovery.com. Look for the engaged in the struggle icon. You can't miss it. And if you don't live in Seattle or are listening to this even after the event, don't worry because there are more events in the works. We have some tentative dates scheduled, and I'm just really excited about being able to move forward and announce these in the coming weeks, I'm hoping. So keep looking at the website, worthrecovery.com. My goal is to be able to meet as many of you as possible and to connect all of us together as women in recovery from sex addiction. Next, I want to give a big shout out to our Worth Warriors. Thank you for your support. It's because of the Worth Warriors that we can keep this podcast free for all of you listening. There's a lot of work and effort that goes into producing this, and there are hundreds and hundreds of you that listen to this on a regular basis. Do you want to be part of supporting Worth Recovery and helping women around the world have the voice of another woman to connect with? You can do that by becoming a Worth Warrior. For as little as $4 a month, that's less than 50 cents an episode, you can support other women in recovery. The other thing you can do is to share this podcast. Do you have someone you think that might benefit another woman in recovery? Maybe it's sex addiction, but maybe it's something else. Share the podcast. Help them find the support that they need. Help them by sharing your favorite episode with them and tell them how it's helped and changed you. Do it today. All the information for both our upcoming event as well as the Worth Warriors can be found on the website, worthrecovery.com. So today is episode 40, The Law of the Jungle. Let me tell you really briefly about this movie and what led to my breakdown. In the opening scene, Mowgli, the boy who was lost in the jungle as a very young child, is racing with the wolves. I'm sure you're familiar with the story. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing. He was taken in by a pack of wolves, of course, to be raised as one of them since he was just a little infant. After the race, the wolf pack leader calls them all to the top of the rocks and has them recite the law of the jungle. Part of it goes like this. This is the law of the jungle, as old and as true as the sky, and the wolf that shall keep it may prosper, but the wolf that shall break it must die. As the creeper that girdles the tree trunk, the law runneth forward and back. For the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. You know how the movie goes and how the story goes, I'm sure. Shere Khan, the fearsome tiger of the jungle, marks Mowgli as an enemy and vows to kill him. Mowgli is forced to leave his home in order to protect the wolves and his family. As he makes his way through the jungle in search of the man village, he meets other animals and spends time with them. In each instance, he shares with them the law of the jungle, according to the wolves. Most kind of mock this law or call it silly. Towards the end of the journey, though, he learns that Shere Khan, this tiger, has killed most of his wolf pack already as punishment for sending Mowgli away rather than giving him over to the tiger, as the tiger had asked. This is more than Mowgli can handle, and he decides to go back and stand up and face Shere Khan. My total breakdown came during one of these last showdown scenes in the movie. This scene is the moment of truth. 
this moment where Mowgli stares down Shere Khan. He looks him straight in the face and says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm willing to fight you. You are not going to kill any more of my family. The tiger says some nasty things to him, some shaming things, telling him he's not strong enough to fight, not skilled enough to succeed, not fast enough to fight with him. He taunts and teases, demeaning Mowgli, threatening him and the ones that he loves. And there is this moment where you see fear, almost terror, cross Mowgli's face. He has a moment of hesitation. He stands there, not sure he can actually make this happen, not wanting more to get hurt or even die for him. He stands there, not sure he can go forward. And in that moment, his friend, Baloo the bear, steps forward and says, This is the law of the jungle. The law runneth forward and back. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. The other animals join him one by one. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. One by one and then together, the animal kingdom unites with Mowgli. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Wolves, panthers, bears, birds, rhinos, hippos, porcupines, and even the mice, all of them. This is the law of the jungle, and the law runneth forward and back. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. I'm having another breakdown just saying this. And then together, each doing their part, each doing what they can, they unite and defeat the tiger. Some are hurt in the process, and the jungle is damaged by fire as well. But eventually, Shere Khan is defeated, and the animals can live in peace once again. Like I said, I had a total breakdown, like full-on sobbing watching this happen. As I watched Shere Khan shame, manipulate, and demean Mowgli, all I could think of was addiction. One of the things about doing as much recovery work as I do is that everything is a metaphor for addiction. Everything. And this tiger was no different. He paced back and forth, gently talking, almost whispering to Mowgli these demeaning, shaming, yet incredibly seductive words. You can't do this, he said. You can't win this fight. You're not strong enough or swift enough. These other animals aren't really your family. They aren't really here to help you. They won't stand by you. You're going to have to do this all on your own and you're going to lose. As I watched the doubt race across Mowgli's face, I started to feel my anxiety rise. I know what this feels like. I know what self-doubt feels like. I know what it is like to lose the battle so many times before and then stand there with some little bit of courage trying to fight again yet not really knowing in your heart of hearts if you even can, if you can actually win this time around. But where I lost it, where the tears started to roll down my cheeks like a waterfall, was when Baloo the bear puts his paw forward right next to Mowgli, and he stares down this tiger. This is the law of the jungle, he says, and the law goes forward and back. The strength of the pack is the wolf. And the strength of the wolf is the pack. As Baloo starts talking, you can visibly see Mowgli's determination 
fortitude and courage change. His posture relaxes just a little bit, while at the same time, his jaw sets and his intentions and targets become clear. And then the battle commences. Though in the end, it is Mowgli that delivers the final blow to Shere Khan, he couldn't have done it alone. Each animal did their part. Now, thankfully, I dried my tears before the end of the movie, and we left, me and my nephew, and had a great time. And hopefully, my nephew is blissfully ignorant of my crying. However, for days, these words have not left me. The strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. How true is that in addiction? (laughs) Without a pack, without a community of some sort, recovery is all but impossible. I know. I tried it for years on my own. How many times did I swear off masturbation or online personal ads? How many times did I say I was never going to watch this or read that again? How many times did I meet a man swearing that this was going to be the last time? How many times did I promise myself I would stop? And how many times did I kneel down and promise my higher power I would stop? Countless times for all of those questions. Countless times over and over I would promise this would never happen again. Never. Yet I broke those promises. I couldn't stop. It was like when facing the tiger, when facing my addiction, the tiger always won. His words would shake my confidence. His subtle lies would wear me down. You're not strong enough, Amy. You've already gone this far before. Why does it matter now? Even if you do stop, it's not like anyone will accept you for what you've done. He would whisper. I would try and stand and face him, or her, I should say, since I am my own addict. But in the end, I didn't win the battle. And then I was introduced to a 12-step addiction recovery program. I sat with women who had fought and won. I heard them talk about the moments of struggle and battle. One story I heard early on, I will never forget. This woman had woken up in the middle of the night out of a nightmare. It was violent and included some trauma reenactment. She wanted so badly to act out, to masturbate, to self-soothe and go back to sleep. She wanted it and she was losing the battle. But I remember her saying, I knew I couldn't win this battle on my own. So in the middle of the night, she started texting and making phone calls. She made 12 calls until she found someone who could talk to her. 12 calls. But she finally found someone to talk to. Someone who heard her nightmare, listened to her, built her up with words of strength, and helped her win the battle. She gained strength through her sisters in recovery. She had a pack. A pack of amazingly strong women in recovery. I wanted to belong to that pack. No, I needed to belong to that pack. And so I kept going, I kept attending, and I kept taking small steps towards belonging. I started making phone calls. I responded to phone calls. Eventually I joined them for breakfast after the meeting and even went out socially with some of them. I found strength in the pack. I found support in the pack. And then one night it was my turn. One evening I was ready to act out. I wanted to act out. I had been online nearly all day looking at Facebook pages of old acting out partners. So stupid, I know. Not only that, I was reading emails and chats from older experiences that I had had. I was deep into ritualization and obsession. I needed to act out. But I had a moment of sanity where I thought about my pack, those women who were making it work, who were living in recovery, and I reached out. I made four phone calls and finally reached someone 
She listened compassionately. She understood. She helped me make a plan to stay safe, and then she filled me with courage and strength. And I stayed sober. I, I stayed sober. I won the battle. I relied on the pack for strength, and they didn't let me down. At first, because I was so inexperienced and had so little to offer, everyone provided great strength. As I progressed, learned more, and stayed sober, I started to see the differences in those that were working their own rigorous programs. Those that were doing the hard, deep work of recovery. These women seemed to lead the pack, though quietly it seemed. They had wisdom, a deeper strength, and they had more to offer. They weren't afraid to use the pack for their strength. They relied on us to help them. But they also seemed to give more than they took. At least that is what it looked like to me. I felt so needy at first, and I hated it. I was not used to being the one who needed so much help. These leaders told me, it's okay, Amy. Everyone has their time. Let us help you. Let us help you fight the battles, and eventually you'll be able to help others fight as well. And so I did. I let them help me. I watched them. I learned from them. I tried their strategies. I followed their example. And then it was my turn again. My phone rang in the middle of the night. I think it was 2 a.m., really groggy. I answered it without even looking at who it was. A fellow sister in recovery needed my help. I was nervous. Could I do this? Could I help her like so many had done for me? She shared. I listened. I validated. I expressed my confidence in her ability to stay sober. She made a plan. I told her she could do it, and she did. I was doing my own work. I was working my own rigorous program, and when someone needed my help... I had help to give. I had finally become a contributing member to the pack. And that was when I learned the law of the jungle, or rather the law of addiction. I made a little adaptation. This is the law of addiction. The law is a continual loop. The strength of the group is the addict, and the strength of the addict is the group. When I first come into recovery, I must rely on the group. The group of women who have done this before. The group of women who know the way out. Who have been there in the depths and know that recovery is possible. Their collective strength becomes my strength. And as I grow stronger, I begin doing my own work. Their strength can only get me so far. I have to do my own work. I have to be engaged in the struggle of recovery. I have to be digging deep and working my own recovery. And when I do that, the strength of the pack increases. My strength comes from the group, and the group strength comes from me. It is one big continual loop. The group gets stronger, I get stronger. I get stronger, the group gets stronger. In our world of popularity, Facebook and Instagram likes, competition and comparison, there are not many places where you can find a true pack, both literally and figuratively. We have nearly wiped out the wild wolves throughout the world. They are considered an endangered species and strictly protected. Figuratively, it can be hard to find a group of women willing to stand by you to fight your battles. We are sometimes hesitant to even ask for help as women. If you've tried to fight this battle with addiction before, you know you cannot do it on your own. You must have a pack. I think this is why this caused a minor flooding in the movie theater for me. <laughs> I remember those women. I remember the very first woman I met in recovery. Tulula was her name. We were drastically different. <laughs> the first meeting I went to, it was just her and I. There was a retreat going on and the other group members were all at the retreat. 
She had a meeting just with me. I cried the entire meeting. She was vulnerable. She shared a bit about her story and her experiences. She let me read from her book. She asked for my phone number and asked if she could call me during the week. And then she said, The group of women that meet here are amazing. We're going to help you. If you want to get sober, this is the place where you can do it. I'll never forget that. Never. There have been many important pieces to my recovery. The therapy that I have attended has been powerful. The information and strategies I get from the books that I read have highly impacted my life. I am grateful every day for the amazing people that have come before me and wrote down their experiences so that I could have recovery literature to study. All of these things are important and very significant. However, they all pale in comparison to my pack to the women who stand next to me in my moment of need. I can't call my therapist in the middle of the night. Books only get me so far. When the fear starts to get me, when my confidence is shaken, when I'm standing there facing down my demons, these women step forward with me, sometimes even before me. And they say, this is the law of the jungle. And the law goes forward and back. The strength of the pack is the wolf. And the strength of the wolf is the pack. I can't thank you women enough. You are my pack. Without you, without your individual work, without the work that you do individually in your own lives, I could not stay sober. It is the work that we all do individually in our own lives that we bring to the pack. And that collective strength that we have in the pack is what helps us to have the strength to do our own individual work. This continual loop that we have in recovery. You are amazing. And I encourage you today to evaluate your own participation in your pack. Whatever that is and wherever it is and whatever it looks like. Maybe you need to work on developing a pack. Maybe you don't have one you belong to yet. That's fine. Start searching. Get online. Join Worth Recovery on Facebook. Start reaching out. Start looking for a pack. The resources page on worthrecovery.com will give you some information about different 12-step groups, and hopefully you can find one where you can develop a pack. Maybe you belong to a pack, but you don't feel like the pack's really meeting your needs. Okay, do a little evaluation work on that. Why not? What is it you think is missing? What is it that you wish that you had in that pack? What is it that you think that you could add more to make that pack a little bit stronger? Now think about your own individual strength and contribution. Are you feeling like you're always making calls, but you're not getting any? Then it's time to evaluate your own work. Are you in a strong enough place that others can rely on you for help? How are you giving back to your pack? Like I said earlier, I can't thank those women enough. Those women who initially stood by me in my recovery and those women who stand by me now in my recovery. It is because of all of you that I stay sober. It's because of all of you that I have the strength to do my own hard work and to move forward in a meaningful way. I would love if you would share with me your experiences with your pack. Get online, worthrecovery.com. Comment on this podcast and tell me about your experiences. I would love to hear about them. As always, ladies, I hope you remember... That no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel in this very moment, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. If you don't have a pack, 
that can help you to do that, get online, send me an email, reach out. Let's find a pack for you. Keep up this fight. Don't forget, you can support Worth Recovery by being a Worth Warrior. If this podcast has helped you even a little bit, get online and join the movement. All the details are on the website, worthrecovery.com. Ladies, I think about you. I pray for you. I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.